Come to me, my muse. Welcome to the Thursday Night Comic Book Chat with Brothers Comics. Each week we review classic X-Men stories from the past and link them to the current continuity. Join the producer, Big Hux, Sandman, and Brother Beavis as we take a trip down Great Malkin Lane. Are you ready, my muse? Let's do it. Hey, you guys doing? How you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. As Pride of the X Men brings us in, welcome to the Thursday night comic book chat. Uh, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you, and we're going to talk about why we <laughs> left you there for a couple of weeks uh, in a second. Um, on the line tonight, I have two of my favorite mutants. Uh, on the line is Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Yeah, the mutants is back, y'all. What's going on? That's right. And on the line also tonight is Brother Beavis. Hey, yo, but uh, this is actually original Brother Beavis. I want to make that distinction. Oh, okay. Just as long as we're clear. I had had to come forward in the future to prevent the timeline where old man Beavis, like, dropped a bunch of (laughs) N-bombs on the podcast and then became a Trump supporter. So, So just to be clear, this... This is original Brother Beavis. And if you need if you need old man Beavis, I can get him from the front yard, but no. I just want to make that distinction. <laughs> oh my goodness. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're 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 hoping to leave uh uh that Beavis uh on the line like a jock a jockey <laughs> <laughs> at a point. Like it just becomes a relic of the past that we throw into the garage. Um yeah, but the reason that we had left y'all, it would, I mean, it's a couple of reasons. One, there were the holidays, uh, that was it. Um, and, you know, life was another reason too. But as we were talking about before we started recording is that we left y'all after issue 157, uh, which is the part of the Brood Saga where the X-Men have, air quotation, defeated, um, what's her name, Warbird, uh, Death, uh, late, uh, Death, Bird, Death Bird, defeated Death Birds, kind of, sort of. Uh, but not really. Um, and it was just kind of the end of the story at that point in time. And then as we were looking to continue walking through with the brood, the books take a weird turn. And there's a bunch of like kind of side angle side to quote Big Hutch um, stories. Mm-hmm. And like the brood thing becomes to the side. So Brother Beavis and I were going through them. So after 157 is that part of the brood saga. And then it goes into 158, which is a rogue story. Which go ahead, brother. You were saying, brother Beavis. You were saying that there was like foreshadowing. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a necessary precursor where I think like the significant story with Rogue was in like Avengers Annual Ten, where she gets Carol's uh, powers, and and they're messing with Carol Danvers in this Brood Saga. So they had to like reinject her, but it's the precursor to where Rogue has to like break loose from from Mystique and and join the X Men. So they, they it feels like they like oh we want to get here so we got to kind of get this back current again, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was looking back at that book earlier in the week and I was like man they drew Rogue she looks so old like you know by the time yeah. Paul Smith gets her she looks like a, a teenager, um and then like in those <laughs> yeah. early books and she looks like so like ragged and old, um so one fifty seven is that. 158 is, or excuse me, 158 was Rogue. 159 is a Dracula story, which is standalone, where uh, 
Yeah, and let's talk about Storm. We're going to talk about Storm a little bit later, too. Let's talk about Storm always falling for the wrong dude um, in the X-Men well, comic book. But, it, but it's not even her falling, because they did this exact same story with Doctor Doom. Like, Correct. Like, half a dozen issues yeah, they before, did. like, oh, she's so magical. Like, they, these guys get the first taste of brown sugar, and it's over for, like, Doctor <laughs> Doom and Dracula. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. They're like, yeah. oh, oh. Storm are so magical. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's it, not right. It, yeah. it, it, it it is, and it, and that I mean, you know, you could play that out on a different track too. That you know, this is some you know kind of white writer fantasy or whatever about placing totally a black is. woman, you know, placing yeah. a black woman <laughs> in the hands of you know some near to do in every few issues. You know, and it's just yeah. weird. It's very very yep. weird. Um, They've repeated right. that a lot too. Yeah, they did, yeah. they did the same thing in the the as the X Men with the Asgard and Loki co op Storm as the new god goddess of thunder. Right, it's the same story basically. I mean, all the Marvel villains just basically take their turn with her. It's crazy if you think about it. Yeah, and shit. When they did put her with somebody who allegedly loved her, the nigga took her power. So I mean, yeah, honestly, <laughs> I was going to mention. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, come on, man. Uh, anyway, all right. So did we get? Dracula, Rogue, and then a Belasco story as well uh, in 160. Yeah, which is like the one of the demon things. And I think the the significant portion of that is where they age Ilyana out. Ilyana, yeah. Yeah, right. Ilyana goes from uh, Peter's little sister to like a teenager about uh, Kitty's age, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's a lot, a lot of that is for set up for the New Mutants, which is about the hit. Right. Like, yeah. When we, oh, when I think when we hit the end of the evening corresponds with new, the release of New Mutants number one. Yeah, right. It does. One sixty-seven. Um, so there's that. Yeah, Kitty needed a playmate. That's basically how I saw it too. It was like, well, pretty yeah, much. yeah, Kitty needs a playmate. Um, and so then we get to one sixty-one, um, and then that's the professor. He's got the brood egg inside of him. That he's having like all these inner thoughts or whatever as he's trying to fight it off and kind of reliving portions of his life. And then 162 is where we finally get Wolverine back to the regular Brood saga. So the 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 Brood had him and put um, embryos inside of all the X Men, and Wolverine is actually because of his healing factor, which is very nebulous by the way in these early books. Um, Always, yeah. Yeah, well, no, in these early books, it's very nebulous. Uh, we'll get to that here in one of the other books coming up. But uh, he's, you know, kind of on the brood world, able to fight off essentially his, you know, him being taken over by that and really powered on by his healing factor. I mean, and that's pretty much like all of those issues took a whole break from the main continuous storyline, which was the brood. And then the brood come back here when we get back to like 160. Uh, five, which or excuse me, 163 and 164 were the birth of binary. And brother, and one you, you gotta you gotta mention 163 is a big hutch special. A big hutch special. Is that the introduction of Lockheed the dragon? Well, no, but it's got <laughs> Kitty it's featured on the on the cover, and she has a prominent role. And I know he's a gigantic fan of Kitty Pride, so I just wanted yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> As we all know. He is. Well, and Lockheed comes up here soon, uh, very much here, too. Uh, yeah, he's in, like, the conclusion yeah. of this. 166, I think. Mm-hmm. And he gets yeah, a big-time push. He gets, like, a Goldberg push when he comes. He does get a Goldberg <laughs> push. 
Agreed. Um, yeah, and you know, I'll save it till we get to the end. Um, but yeah, okay. So that takes care of like all of those episodes and issues in between before we're picking up right here with episode or issue 165. The cover is awesome. Now this we just started about talking about this too. The all the artist is Paul Smith. Um, he is uh, going to pick up at 165, and he's going to take the X-Men for about, I think it's 14 issues, so a little over a year. Uh, we're all big fans of his art. It is awesome. Uh, his yeah, clean. streamlined, yeah. simple, clean approach to the X-Men is outstanding, Even and it's extremely detailed as well, um, and definitely coming off of, I guess, Cockrum was drawing some of these and some fill-ins before we got to this point. Uh, he just does a really good job. He's probably one of my favorite X-Men artists, uh, Sandman. Yeah, yeah. Paul Smith, the one, um, some of my favorite books are, uh, are from this era. And um, not just this, he did, uh, what was it, X-Men versus uh, Alpha, Alpha Flight. That was Paul Smith, too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, just, just as you said, very clean, very easy to read. Um, still a lot of very wordy. Claremont was yeah. kicking it, and I don't know if cocaine was in high order back then at the Marvel bullpen, but I wouldn't be surprised. I would say so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would, too. But, well, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. as we pull into some of this story here with uh, Storm and these big fish, I'm fairly certain cocaine and LSD had a large, prominent role um, in they the production of these books because they're a little bit uh, hard reads here. Uh, but, yeah, so the title is Transfigurations. Now, the X-Men are stuck in space with Lilandra. Um, that's basically it. <laughs> they're stuck <laughs> in space after all of this that has happened. They're in space with Lilandra, and this is the X-Team of uh, Cyclops, Wolverine, Colossus, Kitty Pride, Nightcrawler, and Storm. Is that correct? Am I missing anybody? Uh, I think that's everybody. Yeah, that's everybody, correct? Okay. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, that's basically it. And what they're basically doing, Wolverine knows that everybody has the brood egg. And essentially, he's just like, you know, we're going to die. There's nothing that y'all can do about it. <laughs> I fought that shit off. But y'all are shit all screwed. <laughs> Get some healing factor and some adamantium bones, but other than that, you fucked. Other than that, y'all are fucked. Yeah. So yeah, y'all, y'all about to yeah, die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so everybody's just kind of wading their way through and kind of waiting this out. Um. Yet on Earth, Charles is back. Okay. And again, we're kind of skipping over some parts here, but Charles is back on Earth. Um, in his recovery mode, but he's all messed up and sad about it because he had to leave, you know, his his bay, Lilandra, as well as the X Men. He cared about them too. He had to leave them, and he's <laughs> back on Earth uh, at the mansion with uh, Lilandra, or not with Lilandra, with Moira McTaggart, trying to figure out, you know, what he's going to do with yeah. the rest of his life, seeing that the X Men are gone. And again, yeah, brother, be just pretty back up smash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on a second. Everybody Moria, knows Moria, Well, hold on. Moria ain't taking no backup smash rolls. I'm sorry, man. Uh, oh, that's right. She, oh. she was with Banshee, right? Actually, I forgot. Well, they, no, hey, no, that's not that. Uh, uh, in that relationship, uh, Xavier's a bottom. Okay? <laughs> 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 Let's take one thing very, Damn. very clear. 
I think she, yeah, she ditched him for Banshee, not he ditched her for Lamont. Yeah. 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 Now Maury ain't taking nothing. And you see some of them shots, man. She looking like, uh, you know, you know, Felma from uh, Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. She's showing up. <laughs> yeah, she's right. doing all right for herself. But, yeah, that's basically all that's going on. He's all beside himself, and Brother Beavis called the shot before. Like, this is going to preview the call of the new mutants. There's even a call out for, I think it's, what, Moonstar is the first one that they talk about that came from, I think, uh, yeah. Reed Richards is, you know, right. yeah. kind of putting the team together. And because he doesn't have the X-Men at this point in time, you know, Xavier is going to do what he can to start a new group of mutants, which are called the new mutants. Uh, I wasn't a real big fan of the new mutants. Although their introduction and how they got to it, as I was reading these books, it was a lot better than I remembered it 30 years ago, Brother Beavis. I tried to read some of them, and because I, I, I thought I liked it, and it's an interesting right. team, those are terrible books. And the fact they have like this, uh, it's like Team America is this motorcycle <laughs> team that yeah. like forms a mutant That's a good way to put it. shadow rider. And they're like the first several books are about that. I'm like, right. what the what the heck? Um, <laughs> you know, I think there's some goodness there, but Xavier's in his feels for a long time about that team, and you know, yeah. there's some good things that came out of it, but there's not some good things that went into it. No, and right, you know, the, uh, a lot of the a lot of the um, the New Mutants are all derivative of the X Men too. Um, you know, whether it be old school ones or new school ones, you know, Sunspot is like, you know, uh, that Japanese dude, uh, Cannonball. Uh, you know, there's just some like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, Wolf Spain is Nightcrawler or Beast, you know, depending upon which one you right. like to look at it. Like, it was just kind of a, a little bit of, you know, Cannonball is the young, inimpressionable, you know, country boy, kind of like Cyclops. You know, it's just kind of really just kind yeah, of superimposed like, the like, personalities onto different players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, but again, it, it, I mean, back in the day, I didn't care for it, but reading up to it, it was like making me kind of want to go back and read some of those episodes. Don't. All right. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I did that, and it's not a good decision. So. Okay. Yeah. There, there, is some good in the, there is some good later on in the books, but yeah, it, it's, it was never a fan favorite I, from what I understand. I never really cared for them. So I, I don't know whatever the people think, think, but yeah, yeah. Y'all know how I feel about teenage uh, and uh, teenage comic book teams. I'm just not a fan typically, but uh, I was okay with that one for. I was okay with the lead up to it at this point, not 30 years ago. Now right. I will say I don't not want to see a movie about them. Like I would, I think I could take two hours of it, and I think there could be a good movie made about it. But yeah, I don't want right. to read. 82 or 92 issues or however they made before they turned it over to Rob Liefeld. Oof. <laughs> yeah, Rob, yeah. God. And that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> bad anatomy. Good God. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and you're okay with Cable leading the, the New Mutants or something too, right? Yeah. 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 Oh. Exactly. Yeah. And in the hands of Fox too. Oh, God, no. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Back, back to Storm. Let <laughs> her take us through this. So, Storm, at the end of one of the previous issues, once she hears about that she has this brood egg in her, she recognizes and understands that she has a life inside of her body. And because she's been sworn to not take a life after she had to take one when she was growing up in 
in Cairo or Egypt or whatever, she swore she would never take another life. And even though this brood embryo is a brood embryo and it's going to take over her body, kill her or whatnot, she is torn and conflicted on what to do. So she actually steals off on her own away from the rest of the X-Men and shoots herself out into space to essentially try to deal with this. And it's going to lead to some fairly trippy moments um, in this book (laughs) Um, and some kind of, again, what I call Mammy Storm stuff with Kitty here in a little bit. But this is also, and again, as problematic as some of that stuff is, this is also our path to Punk Rock Storm, which we're all a fan of. Um, where they took the character in a completely different direction. And um, so this is the path to that as she's starting to kind of lose a sense of herself. And then after she comes out of this, actually losing control of her powers. Um, So, yeah, I mean, am I missing any of that part, Brother Beavis, about where she's, you know, turning? You you mean original Brother Beavis? Yes, original (laughs) Brother Beavis. OG Brother Beavis. Well, so, no. I mean, the, there's been a number of cases where, like, I've reread some of this stuff and developed a new understanding or a new appreciation of various X-Men stories. And Storm is one in particular where, like, her evolution and her conflict with Cyclops and her resolution is okay. And I, I, that's, I totally get it now. But her, this whole thing with her and the Ashante, no. My my no. older self doesn't get it any more than my younger self did, and this yeah. is just yeah. I don't. I'm not on the prescription that it takes to relate to this. Yeah, this is oh some uh, ar- this is some architect matrix two shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, we're gonna try to sum up about seventy panels of comic book. Essentially, she because of the brood egg. She's going to try, like, the brood have these large whale fish-like ships that they have taken over. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are, you, are you want to do this? <laughs> yeah, Hold good luck second. explaining this. I don't envy you. You're just right. giving fuel to the DC crowd right now. That is the only <laughs> thing you're doing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, they, yeah, the brood control these fish-whale-like creatures that are sentient. <laughs> So that's what they are though. Storm has convinced herself that if she can somehow set the whales free it's free willy. If she can somehow set the whales free <laughs> that will free her of her obligation and duty and she can die as a brood queen and be okay with it. That's pretty much it. it. Boy, you talking that's about reaching. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and in the process of her coming to her her decision, she's able to merge herself with the galaxy to make appearances, <laughs> make appearances off worlds to the other X Men to explain her plan to everybody. That pretty much covers it. That's I about think. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. all this craziness. It's super trippy. Um, It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's super trippy. Um, There was a little bit in here, too, and real quick before we go back to Storm, uh, they let, uh, they catch 
Wolverine catches Nightcrawler praying, and that's the first time they really kind of throw mm-hmm. uh, Nightcrawler's uh, faith into the book. It, it became much more prominent later on. It even took a, a hugely prominent role in X2, uh, X United or whatever. Um, but, like, this is the first time that they actually did that, and you see the, the friendship that they've developed over time as well. Um, that was great. Uh, but And then we also get this thing, too, which we've talked about on this podcast, and if you've listened to the Secret Wars recap as well, <laughs> there's this moment between <laughs> Peter and Kitty um, well, that well. is you know, well, it, it 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 reads even creepier, to be honest with you, like reading it now, because, you know, she's all upset. Of course she was. She's a 14-year-old girl. Like, she, of course she needs to be upset. She has a freaking alien growing inside her. Anybody would be upset by that. But, you know, they kind of come to this moment where Peter's like, look, you know, it is what it is. You know, we should just enjoy the moment. And there's an embrace where she's like, you know, she's like, I wish I was older. And Peter's like, yeah, I wish you was too. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> come on, Peter, man, like that. Take some, oh, take some points away from Colossus, boy. Yeah. yeah, and then they wind up sharing like a kiss together. Now, at the time, because they alluded to it, that Kitty's 14, um, because she, you know, she had a birthday in space that she didn't even recognize or remember anymore. And then we keep uh, running tally on Cyclops or Colossus's age. I'm gonna say he's probably 19, maybe yeah. even 20. No, I think that's yeah, probably 19. Because by the time he gets yeah. his ass kicked by Colossus or by Juggernaut, Juggernaut. and like one whatever, he's not oh, 21, 21 because they make oh. a point of it. No, they make a yeah, point of it because, yeah, because he can't drink. So he's somewhere right. between probably 18 and 20, and she's 14. little creepy yeah, that's, still. That's creepy, yeah. 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 Um, and it gets worse. Um, so... <laughs> And then this is when Storm starts to make her appearances um, in these weird kind of outfits. Her first outfit when she appears to Kitty and to Peter is in a, what would you call it? That's the vampire. So she has teeth. Like she has like a, I don't know, it's sort of colonial, but it's weird. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) So she makes that appearance there to them. She also makes an appearance to the Wolverine and uh, Nightcrawler as a little kid, and then back to the little Cairo, the pickpocket, pickpocket. and then essentially, you know, she keeps making these appearances, and then she explains that complicated plan that I explained to y'all in, like, 45 seconds, she takes. A fairly large amount of time to explain it to them. It is a long read, brother. You talk about yeah. struggling to get through something. Yeah. Boy. You got me you got me monologuing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's really long to explain it. And I mean, like I said, I, I wanna feel like I'm doing it justice in its absurdity and its plot like point. Like am I yeah. am I hitting every point, brother Beavis? Yeah, I mean it. You mean original Brother Beavis, but... Uh, original Brother Beavis, OG Brother Beavis. <laughs> just stay OG well, from now on. No, OG, OG Beavis is different. I mean, he just runs around talking about Flavor Flav all the time. You don't want oh, to have shit. Shit, boy. <laughs> original Brother Beavis. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, like I told you, I tried to make sense of it, and they were like, well, let's see, we got Wolverine figured out. He's going to use his healing factor. Uh, seems like we need something else, but nobody really has a trump card, so... Right. 
Mm, How yeah. about storming these whales? We could make some shit up with that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really feels like a paint themselves in the corner kind of moment. It's mm-hmm. like, well, we introduced these things, yeah. so we should do it's something. It's funny you should say paint themselves in the corner. I think that's going to set up our post uh, our post uh, conversation here. Yeah, with uh, resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Duly noted. You wasted that segue. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was the end of 165, and it'll take us into 166. Uh, of course, my app won't open for 166 right now. Uh, I will like if you even like even with the break and across these things. The brood really do come off as a completely worthy adversary. Like I think Agreed. they they got mentioned in like mm-hmm. the top villains when we did that podcast, but they they are legit. Like individually, they are reasonably powerful, but just as a race and and particularly some of the queens, they they mm-hmm. are legit. They have they definitely influenced the path of the X Men and the individuals within there. I mean they're they are a significant part of the X Men X Men story, right? And they're also assholes, which is great because they've enslaved <laughs> whales, sentient whales, uh, and used them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who does that? I made it. I made it into a bus. Yeah, I mean, Space honestly, bus. who? Yeah, who I'll does go that? Whales. Kill whales. Care about your whales. Uh, Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember grinding my feet on your whales. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so that leads into 166. Um, and again, my app is slow to load here. Uh, they might have that one up while I'm yeah, calling the I've got it hard yeah. binary goes nuts and binary okay. gets her vengeance because she thinks all the X-Men are dead. So binary, yeah. a.k.a. Phoenix version 2, just mm-hmm. unleashes her power, and she, oh, and then she finds a sad whale. Yeah, and she incinerates. <laughs> that she puts it out of its way. Yes, yeah, she yeah. puts the whale out of its misery. Uh, yeah, yeah, but one blast. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then she uh, finds mystery storm, mammy storm. So. Mammy storm. Yeah, mammy and, storm. you know what? Let's dwell on this for a minute. Um, I mean, we, and since since Kitty's introduction, and there's been these a couple of moments here, and where there's the there's the passive aggressive relationship that she has with um, Stevie, Stevie Hunter, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a passive right. relationship there because Kitty spends time with her at the dance studio, and and uh, um, Storm is like overprotective. And why does she, you know, want to be with her? Like, why does she want to be with, like to hang out with me? And then all the stuff with Kitty and Kitten, and her taking care of her in this motherly way, overly so in a sense that. You kind of wonder where that's coming from, you know. You got any idea mm-hmm. on that one, Sandman? Like, where? I mean, I know where it's coming from because of the writers or whatever. But like, right. it, it's weird that they put her in that. It, it's almost as if Kitty's part of Kitty's development. And, and, and man, you can right. take that on so many levels. Part of Kitty's development literally is from Storm, Mammy mothering her into a position to be kind of like a whiny little bitch, like a whiny little kid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. They, um, Yeah, they would definitely had Storm as the surrogate mother for her in many stories. Um, I don't know what 
what what what they were did, what their goal was with that because as we we do, we're talking about punk rock storm later on when she mm-hmm. makes her change uh, you know kitty basically has a fit with her um with her change and stuff i don't know if it was kind of a setup you know for you know so they could maybe uh have that point of contention later on um but um yeah i'm not sure what they were aiming for with that and um um i don't know what do you guys think about it I, it's it's weird that it's not like complimented by like she had no like she didn't have children prior to this and she didn't seek out children after this like you know because she right. always calls kitty child and when I, it's not i mean i guess maybe the fact that she was a child who was orphaned you know maybe it comes from there Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not, not, it's really not something that resonated to me until we started doing this. And now you look at it, it's like, Oh shit, that's sad. It's all over the place. Well, the I thing with Stevie it. Hunter was, yeah. Yeah. The thing with Stevie Hunter is really weird because they pitting yeah. two black women against each other and they put mm-hmm. five of them in the whole yeah, universe. That was even okay. stranger. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. But two Cyclops is an orphan. And he's not mm-hmm. in a fatherly type role to yeah. Kitty. He's not, he's he's not, not a friend of Amy anybody. You don't have anything to do with no, him. No, he's not. Exactly. I mean, if anything, he doesn't have anything to do with her. And then the other times he's got his foot in her ass, you know, because she's <laughs> yeah. Kitty. And, right. like, and so it just seems. It but seems to be that, fair, he is trying to hook up with Lee Forrester and <laughs> Colleen <laughs> Wing and Hasler. Yeah. 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 Everybody else. So, I mean, he's got his hands full, to be fair. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Little kids. <laughs> oh, wait. Was that right? <laughs> 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 he trying to smash. Uh, yeah, I like the big girls, yeah. and you like the little teeny pops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, but oh, yeah, God. so it's just, oh, it's just that's weird. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just weird. And I <laughs> now like, I, now I don't want to see like a, like an edited version of that with Cyclops promoing on Storm. Don't put the internet. Uh, don't yeah. test the internet, man. I wish, I wish we could harness the power of the internet to super. Oh, the internet is undefeated, man. Yeah, it is undefeated. And Storm yeah. on Ricky Morton. So that would oh, be awesome. So, but yeah, it's just, and and it's going to come up again later as we get to Resurrection, too, about this relationship between Storm and Kitty. Now we're talking something 30 years later, and it still resonates or it has these lingering effects of where that relationship, where it's, you would think at this point in time they should be equals and whatever, and they're not. Like, it's still, a, right. a, you know, kind of like a motherly-daughter situation but from a but from not from a uh not to say it's not a loving place, but it's it's from an unequal it's from an unequal place. I don't know how to describe it other than the fact that it just seems wrong. It very much seems like, you know, well, that's my girl. I takes care of her. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't make stuff mm-hmm. to do anything and that's my that's my kitty. That's my mm. girl. That's I mean, and, and that it really is that when you read it, like again now, and it, it's it's disturbing, you know, it's just disturbing. Um, but anyway, back to the book. All right, so yeah, there's multiple pages of y'all in the, the sentient fish whale. I mean, <laughs> multiple pages. I mean, holy too cow. many. 
It is ridiculous. It's, it's the majority of this issue. You know, I mean, after Binary smokes the one to put it out of its misery, you know, they sing in songs. It's, they communicate in songs in my head. <laughs> oh, man. God. This is some 60s hippie shit right here, man. For real. But, yeah. It, it, it's, I mean, to kind of sum up the whole issue, basically, um, <laughs> basically. It's what's going to happen is that she's going to rescue the whales, and then somehow that's going to free all the other X Men from their brood eggs. That's pretty much it. Now, yeah, I mean, is... between that, there's going to be like a big fight. You know, part of their plan was that since they were doomed, they were going to go back to like the mother base for the brood and, you know, kind of do a suicide mission and take out as many as, of them as they could before Storm sidetracked them. But, I mean, that's. We're going to get yeah, this think, little battle. I think, to be fair, I don't think they thought that by saving the whales, they themselves were going to be saved. I think part of it was no. they were like, well, we, we can only do so much, and there's these whales, so let's do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it could be wrong, but I would have to read, like, 13 pages of very heavy, dense dialogue to contradict that. So, right. Yeah. About sentient <laughs> whales. Yeah. In space. Singing. Yeah. Yeah, singing sentient whales in space. What the fuck? So, Man. Um, yeah, but, but before that, we get this, uh, there's this huge confrontation between Wolverine and Cyclops. And, you know, yeah, later and on. And they actually do this pretty interesting. Like, well, you can almost, like, see the uh, the Cyclops, like, slow turn. And mm-hmm. uh, I yeah. don't know, that when I reread that, I thought they played it off really well. Yeah, and and yeah, and it, yeah, and it didn't get. It wasn't so overhanded because you could see Cyclops mm-hmm. kind of being a jerk like that, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it kind of worked out just fine. Of course, you know, Kitty is the peacemaker and makes sure everybody doesn't do anything to each other. I mean, I was with it on um, with a few people on Twitter, not in a bad way, just having this discussion about Kitty Pryde and. Uh, somebody, I think it was Jamie from Black Girl Nerds. She was kind of saying to me, she was like, you know. When I read that, you know, as a female, you know, she's black. And he's like, when I read that as a female, like, you know, she could relate to Kitty, you know, because she said when she read that book, she was, you know, kind of close to that age when she was reading that book. And I was like, you know, I can see that how maybe, you know, since there's not that many female heroes, you have Storm over there or whatever. But if some, you know, Storm's a little bit older, I don't know. Like, she was like, I could, I related better to Kitty. I was like, well, I'm reading that book when I'm, you know, literally her age at that time, you know, not coming back to it at that. And I was just like, I can't relate to her at all. And yeah, I, we, I mean, we've talked about that before. Like, the, they've used sort of, the, like, the, the supposition is that they're using the teen to grab a different audience. And I feel like at this time, in, like, 1981, the majority of the of the readers were not teen girls. So exactly. I don't feel like yeah. she's an effective vehicle for that. I mean, I think that's that's great. If that was their goal, like like we could put a teen boy, but really teen boys are hard to read, and that wouldn't probably would not have appealed to me. But like if their goal was like, hey, we really want to develop that you know that teen girl support for this show, then great. But I I have a hard time believing that was the the belief at the time. Yeah, I just don't think they did her any service, or they did her such a disservice in her early story because they were so ridiculous. And maybe because we're reading it as, you know, preteen boys and we're reading it as teenage boys, it's like, we're stupid, we're stupid. You know what I mean? Like, we just couldn't, like, relate to it. 
right. because we were, you know, stupid and boys yeah. ourselves. But, like, also we can't, you know, we just came to it at a different time as well. So, I mean, I, st- I still can't roll with this version of Kitty Pryde. Like I said, I, I, the Astonishing X-Men, when Whedon took her over, like, I can roll with that version of Kitty Pride like, all day. But this early one, I, I just can't. It's just, it just, it, it always felt forced. And I just I just didn't like the character, um, and it gets to me almost it actually gets worse as we get into like the like the John Romita era and, and like I just, right. uh, the fall of the mutants era. Like I can't mess with her at all then either. I mean it's gonna take a while for me to even think about liking Kitty Pryde. Um, but yeah, so the fish are saved. Wait, but, she doesn't um, make it to fall of the mutants, does she? No, that's when she's with Excalibur, right? She gets dealt out at the uh, mutant massacre because then she goes. That's on what I said. Yeah, she goes. Well, she goes. To oh, she gets phase. Hurt. Yeah, That's she right. gets, goes into permanent phase mode. Remember, she couldn't uh, in yeah. uh, the mutant massacre, and then after yeah. that, she, she goes to Excalibur, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 So, but yeah. So anyway, the fish are fighting. Binary is still helping, and like I said, we get this huge battle on Brood World. I think Kitty is. Shadowcat at this time, she's got one of the old school X Men costumes on. She's not to do very well naturally. Um, I think uh-huh. is she Shadowcat or Sprite? I think she's Sprite. Is she Sprite? Like three point? four names, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. I think. No comment. And she changed her name as much as her outfit, so who knows? <laughs> saying something. Um, so yeah, and then the final battle is where Cyclops is losing his mind and it's because his transformation has already started. Wolverine's the first one to figure it out because he could smell it. And there's just this big battle of all the, um, the brood fighting against them and they take them out, all the X-Men, including Lalandra. And um, really that's how this issue ends. Of course, Kitty's going to make some version of a save, um, but not alone. She's get some help. <laughs> <laughs> My God, Lockheed <laughs> the Dragon. Yes, yeah, there's Lockheed the Dragon, y'all. Uh, let's sidebar just for a moment. Uh, I think actually, this came up on the podcast the other day, the Brothers Thomas podcast, was about that Lockheed is supposed to make an appearance in the New Mutants movie. And I think Hutch got that blurred note, and he was like, if there's anything that I hate more than freaking uh, Kitty Pride is Lockheed the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're gonna get them both. Uh, well, yeah, at least uh, one. Uh, go ahead, brother Beavis. You were talking about the push that Lockheed gets in this thing. I mean, like the the way they. I'm sure you mean original brother Beavis, but the right. way original <laughs> brother Beavis. They, I mean, like they show him like bigger than life, just ripping apart Brood, and they're like fleeing from him. I mean, we've spent how we've spent almost a year of storytelling to talk about how tough the Brood are. And all of a sudden, they're running from Lockheed. And, like, he's literally incinerating them and devouring them. And and Kitty, who we all know is ultra-powerful, just, like, stands in awe. And then we realize, oh, wait, it's this tiny dragon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It makes no sense. Yeah, and this is not, like, you know, a Game of Thrones dragon. It's, like, the size of a standard. Well, it's Game of Thrones season one. Thank you. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that because you know me; I only see the commercials. So, um, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like they gave, I mean, they gave the dragon this huge thing. It's like, wow, this is. This, I mean, it's going to come make a reappearance here later on. But yeah, that's the save. Kitty gets saved by the dragon, and again, you undermine the character. I mean, again, she's she's not I'm not my favorite character, 
But like, oh, she's doing all these things, and she's running away, and she's going to get eaten. Oh, but she's saved by a mystery dragon, whatever. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Hold on. That's like Machina. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I don't know like, this, Yeah. So, I don't know. But, yeah, anyway, the book ends with the, basically the brood being defeated, the fish being freed, um, and then somehow that explaining that that's how somehow the embryos get out of the X-Men. Oh yeah. I, I tried yeah, to explain it, it but it, 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 it is it's crazy. because comics. <laughs> yeah, it is hashtag because comics. Um, yeah. That, that's basically it. I, I mean, I can I really wish I had a better explanation for it, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> that's Sorry. basically the gist of it all. Yeah. I mean, um, go they spread it out it. a lot more, but yeah. <laughs> that's basically it. Yeah, if y'all want to go back and read it, make sure that you have a solid 45 minutes to try to go through that issue. Solid, uninterrupted. Yeah, you're going to be going back and rereading stuff because, bro, it, yeah. is, it is the jungle yeah. <laughs> to get through. Um, and this is one of the things I was talking about, too, where Wolverine's healing factor is a little – because he gotten beat the mollywopped hard in that battle. <laughs> and like now like he gets hit and he you know kind of heals instantly. And this one, he's got, like, his arm in a sling. His body's all busted up, and it takes yeah. him a little while to recover. It's not, not the instant, instantaneous healing that we're used to seeing from Wolverine anymore. Well, but, but he did take a full blast from Cyclops, right? Cyclops. Yeah, yeah, he did say that, too. He's like, whoa, he's cutting yeah, people apart it. here. Yeah, whatever. Man, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> he didn't see X-Men 2 or X-Men 3. <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah, cause nothing can stop me. Um, That's all the people need to know. Yeah. So, and in the process, the brood get uh, the queen gets crystallized, so there can't be any other brood. But um, the way, and I'm, I, but yeah, wait. Um, and beyond the yeah. story, once it ends, I can't think of any brood stories like that were extended, like, after this. Like, I mean, again, they get a long run here, but I can't think of even, like, a solo group story. I mean, I, I can think of a, a couple of solo ones. I don't remember the numbers. And then, though, I know they made a reappearance, but can you think of anything where they got, like, a big push again? The one, the only one I remember is in, uh, it like, I think it was, like, eight or nine of the new X-Men line was a mm-hmm. crossover with the Ghost Rider. They reintroduced them. Okay. Um, and so Ghost Rider got embedded with the brood and they fought him out. It was Gambit and they were in Louisiana and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah. But it, was, it wasn't it was more than an issue or two and it might have crossed over into the Ghost, into the Ghost Rider line. That's the yeah. only other one I know of. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, we get a, uh, as we refer to here, on a Return of the King ending in this issue. Uh, as binary comes back, the star jammers come back, a storm comes back, and she's unharmed anymore. The brood egg is out of her as well. <laughs> she didn't have to take a life or anything like that. You know, it, it was just, you know, she's back. And of course, the first person to greet her, Kitty, as healthy as I have ever been, Kitty. So, um, <laughs> you know, I show's gonna take care of you real good now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and that's pretty much it. But wait, there's more. 
they realized that, oh, wait a minute, one of the brood was like, hey, you know, there is another, to quote uh, Yoda. <laughs> yeah, Yoda. Yeah. Another there is. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me sidetrack real quick here. Um, the, the TNT or TBS ran all of the movies, all the Star Wars movies, the first six movies, back to back to back or whatever. Uh, Sunday, maybe? Starting at like 6.15 in the morning. Ran them all the way through like well, however long it took with limited commercial interruptions. Blah, 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 blah. Not that I didn't know this from before and is just talking about now because I got like-minded people on the phone. That Yoda talking sort of backwards shit is really more of a, a, a newer movie thing. Because in Empire, he doesn't really do it that much. Oh, yeah. You know, like when you watch no. it, yeah. If you go back and watch it, you'll be like, yeah, he does it a couple times. But in the freaking, in the prequels, He's moonwalking the entire freaking time that he talks. He barely makes complete senses without doing it. Um, horny so, this yeah. makes me. Yeah, horny this makes me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all right. So we <laughs> go to the uh, the next issue, which is the Goldilocks syndrome. Uh, as the X Men head back to Earth, we get our introdu- introduction to the new mutants uh, as we keep previewing them, and of course my freaking app craps out on me again for whatever reason as soon as i finish an episode, an issue it craps out to the next one it will not freaking go back um Damn. but from what i note in my notes here well, uh, uh, so, they, so i'll filibuster for you so i'm looking at the cover right now and it's got kitty with these like she's in a new costume another uh, one poofy shoulders high boots or whatever and it's like all right, so let's figure out, like, if we have this much of a problem putting you in a costume, figuring out what your name is, figuring out what your real identity is, maybe you don't, like, maybe there's not a character there. If we can't figure out, like, a character with sticks, maybe there's actually not a character there. Right. Right. Yeah, maybe that we're just kind of biding our time to figure something out with this girl. Yeah. I mean, there is and, a little bit of that. And I Go think ahead. she... I mean, I think she ends up, I think she's a very important character in the Marvel Universe, and, and I think she can't ever, but it's like this early part where she has to have every different name, she changes costumes, every freaking book. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. so, but if you if you couldn't figure out what you wanted to do, maybe you, maybe you should have figured out that this isn't what you wanted to do. Well, and we're going to foreshadow mm-hmm. here in a second, too, that... Maybe that is what happens here, although it is very, I mean, it's a hot shot of the title that, you know, at the yeah. end of this issue. Professor Xavier's a, a couple jerk. of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's all Greatest cosplay like, ever. Sending her, oh, greatest cosplay ever. Um, there is sending her, you know, or putting her down to the minors, you know, sending her to double A where she goes to the New Mutants or Professor Xavier tries to do that. And in my world, like, that's not a terrible thing. I mean, I think she probably would have did better there, too. But it just doesn't hold um, because her dragon, again. And they do the same, and they did the same story with Jubilee, where they kicked her down Generation X, but she didn't get to back up because she's Asian. So, (laughs) (laughs) damn. (laughs) We're going to put you in our minority fellowship program. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, there is that too. Uh, something about uh, the Generation X came up like on my timeline before we started this tonight, and I can't. My app is shitting on me. Yeah, I think Vampire Jubilee is leading it. I think that was. Uh, yeah. So when did she get bit? By the way, not that this matters, but I'm just 
trying to keep current, I guess. Um, so she's officially a vampire now in the Marvel Universe, yeah. or is this back? She's got a kid or something, too. Well, she's got uh-huh. an adopted kid, I guess. Is that like what that. it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forget what his name is, but... Man. Yeah, I don't know. That's a twist. Uh, and I guess she I guess she's grew up, too, by the way, but yeah. So she can kiss Colossus now. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. That'd be creepy. <laughs> that'd be creepy. Um, all right. So uh, um, I'm pulling from my other app here. Um, I remember this book most importantly because the new mutants are all sitting there watching TV or something like that. Um, and yeah. the X-Men burst into the crib and just start shooting yeah. everything. Like it's really kind of Basically, like, it's a crazy cult. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> front spread. Yeah. And they're looking yeah, like, yeah. what in the hell? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's white cops looking for drugs. And um, <laughs> 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 no, they just burst yeah. through the house, man, like, and just start destroying everything. And it's like, what in the everything. world is going on? Uh, was it Cannonball <laughs> takes his shot to take uh, Colossus out of the house? Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. Kitty's trying to get to the professor. Um you know, she's doing her best to get to the professor, phasing through walls and doing these things. I think Sunspot tries to take on the champ with um, with Wolverine, and yeah. that didn't work out well for him. Um, yeah, he backhands the I, hell out of him. It's funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he deserved it, too. Punk ass. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a punk. And man. he is a punk. And, um, like, you know, everything's just going on where they're just trying to get to the professor. And once Kitty does get to the professor – you know, he does the, the magical transformation bent over, and now we get a brood queen and fighting against the X-Men. And, you know, and again, we can skip through a lot of this because, I mean, you know how this is going. Well, you don't, but uh, longtime readers do. You know, oh, Professor Xavier is not going to die here. What they are going to do, which is a plot that they stole from freaking uh, from the X-Men movies, too, is that because he the transformation had already started, once they put the brood queen down, they um, are going to take his mind out of the body and transfer it into, uh, a, they cloned him a new body. And so Professor Xavier is going to have a new body. Um, and, you know, that's going to lead to a lot of different things as well. Um, Get his legs well, back. Yeah. Well, he does get used to his legs back. He becomes a bigger dick because he's got legs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. We know Again, that that's his world. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, his world. This is prior to uh, Secret Wars. I forgot. So this is right before that Secret Wars, that. actually. Well, that's right. Yeah. yeah. The Goldilocks syndrome. And all right. my app is up. Uh, and so, yeah. So that's basically the the main story of this is them cloning, taking his brain out and putting it inside of the clone body and him getting reuse of his legs and then the introduction of the new mutants. And we kind of talked about them already. Uh, K- Kitty's rocking like Corsair's outfit in this issue. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, she's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Kitty's kidding. And again, she's going to come up here as we get the resurrection. Um, but I mean, you know, the new mutants, they do a decent job. You know, they get some offense. It's not like they get completely blown out. But, I mean, obviously, they're, you know, they're new kids to their powers. It doesn't really work out for them. Um, and, again, the relationship between Moyer and Charles is, you know, so developed at a point. You know, and it, I, we didn't reference it in a couple of issues ago where she was like, you know, you don't want to help these mutants. But, you know, you know I had to put mine down, essentially. 
because he, you know, he wasn't trained. He wasn't able to be able to control of his powers, you know. And she was like, that could have been our son, not just, you know, some other mutant. That could have been our son, which kind of inspired Charles to get back into the, you know, the training game of mutants. Um, by the way, this is your version of Cyclops, Brother Brevis. And you want to, uh, OG Brother Brevis, you want to <laughs> kind of go into this version of Cyclops? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, he. this is where, like, he's, you know, when he says, like, this is what we're doing, or yeah. this is what we're not doing, everyone's like, okay. I mean, there's yeah. no, there's, like, no pushback. There's, like, you know, when, when they're not, when they're, like, practicing or when they're just screwing around or whatever people give them, but, like, when they're in the midst of anything, they're like, okay, Cyclops, well, yes, yes, I'll be over here. Yes, sir. Right. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, they do follow him completely here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it, and it, and again, with him, the the turn to and it's so weird you know and honestly it, it is so weird you see him so protective of xavier at this point in time when he has every right to put him down like yeah, he has every I right think, to be like I, if I, we're I, think him, save that, I think we can save this discussion for the the post uh comic talk yeah because i think we're gonna get into right. this yeah but so he has every right to put him down but he doesn't and mm-hmm. and he has every right to. And then we've completely turned him to the person who does put him down for a completely mm-hmm. different reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, 30 <laughs> yeah. years later. Put him that down. is so, so bad. <laughs> I mean, he does end up <laughs> down. Not, he puts him down, yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, my dog is healthy. I'm just going to kill it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want him yeah. to suffer 15 years. Yeah, 20 now, years so. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. I'm not sure uh, I can bear to see him go through that. I'm going to save myself the punishment here and the, the agony. Um, there is a cool scene with Corsair and Cyclops as well. You know, he's like, I got grandparents? Golly gee. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm telling Didn't you, there mean? is. Go ahead. Didn't uh, Corsair and Cyclops, they met how many issues ago? And he's now just finding out all this stuff uh, with the, I don't know. I guess they didn't. Well, when he found out, he was all pissed off because everybody knew him. That's true. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Which is He had to get over his feels before they had a legitimate conversation. Yeah, and a legitimate chance to make their relationship proper. You know, and, you know, Coming from my situation, God bless Corsair for even trying. You know, some people like don't you try. Hey, look, nigga, I'm about to go fuck this cat bitch. Be a chode, about to go uh, give a broom. So yeah. you know, I'll holler at you later, man. Or maybe I'll go see my parents. Why well, I got that <laughs> bitch up here. They ain't gonna oh, accept this relationship. We should do this freaking cross this inter interbreed relationship. But I ain't fucking with them, so I'll holler at you. <laughs> so I mean Do you know how long I had to teach this cat So yeah, I mean I mean God you know, God give course there some props for even trying. Um there is a little st- there is a little oh, sidebar here um, about uh, Alandra. And, and this is a crossover here where the Fantastic Four, this is the time where Galactus was about dead, and then Reed Richards and his moment of 
whatever yeah. decided to save yeah. Galactus, and then he gave him, and, and then he, and then sent him on his way to go eat other planets or whatever. And so Lelandra, <laughs> yeah, and he went straight. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then Lelandra, you know, once she hears about it from uh, Gladiator, she does this holographic thing to scare them, like in their bed. A uh, couple of points. Uh, one, we found out that Sue Richards sleeps naked. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, two, um, the 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 crossover between the two character companies or whatever, because it's been played out because about the thing with Moonstar and the Fantastic Four as well. I kind of like that because they're never like teams that you see together. You rarely see the X Men and the Fantastic Four together, like in comics. Never. There was a terrible never. crossover in the early mm-hmm. 80s, a terrible, terrible, terrible crossover in the early 80s. Um, Is that the one where uh, they um, um, they thought he, Reed Richards, uh, planned the, the whole trip to give them their powers, or was that a yeah. different one? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Maybe, I, maybe I don't know that one then. Yeah, no, there's, uh, it's like a six-issue limited series, and it's not very good. I can't remember the name <laughs> of it, um, but it's not great. But And then, you know, with with Franklin being a mutant, um, right, you know, th- you would have thought that there'd been a little bit more crossover between the two, but it really kind of never mm. happened. So that was always, None. you know, kind of interesting to see this. And I think that story with Galactus almost dying or whatever is that a John Byrne story? Was he it doing is, that before at the time? What the one that he draws it, the one where they put Reed Richards on trial. Yeah, yeah, and they're going to kill okay. him. And um, basically, it's a, it's actually a good issue. It's a very uh, cosmic issue i mean basically they put him on trial and um like all these cosmic deities basically show up at the trial to testify that galactus is a necessary evil in the universe right. and odin you know let's i think a celestial shows up uh, it, it's crazy but it's um right but yeah yeah they drew johnny and some tidy whiteys here too by the yeah, way yeah johnny did have yeah. a couldn't help but notice that too yeah yeah, yeah. Professor Xavier is a jerk is our next issue. But yeah, that's basically <laughs> it. Kitty gets the bump down to the new mutant. She doesn't care for it. Um, and then that's the end. Um, and then there's another, I mean, we're getting in this issue or whatever. In the next issue, there's another, you know, Mammy Storm moment too, where Storm is all in her feelings because um, Ilyana is like her new best friend now. You know? <laughs> And so, and so Kitty's or Storm is looking like, oh, why isn't she coming to me? Why is she always up? You know, why is she over there? I, don't, I mean, I guess it's a natural <laughs> time for her to get to that point, but I don't know why she's not coming to me because she used to. I was like, oh, man, really? Mm-hmm. Like, I really needed to give that Storm light up. Yeah. Yeah. Storm needed a relationship, like an adult relationship, and mm-hmm. it just was not given to her. You know, they only, I mean, they're really the only person that's having any kind of adult relationship at this point. You know, is um, is Cyclops. Well, you know, he's having Storm relations. and Dracula and Storm yeah, and Doctor Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, her, but yeah, her brown sugar is amazing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so yeah, that is that ends our like little three issue run from there. Um. And like I said, it will lead us into one of our favorite, really, kind of runs for, under the Paul Smith Claremont era, which is the marriage, non-marriage of Wolverine and the introduction to Madeline Pryor um, before all the shenanigans that go on where they retcon it. But 
um, the issues that are leading up to that. We're going to get another Phoenix appearance. Um, but the issue, the stuff in Japan with uh, Punk Rock Storm, the stuff with Silver Samurai and Wolverine, uh, the stuff with Matt Pryor, and um, the and all the introduction to Rogue to the team, right? Uh, it, Viper. I mean, these are great issues coming up. I mean, absolute classics of the Uncanny X Men. Um, so yeah. yeah, so be around for that. That this one, it will not be difficult for us to figure out what story we're going to next. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so coming out of the brood, man, I feel like I had a brood egg in me trying to get out because it was find all it all. trying to find yeah. some Ashante to take care of that. For you. Yeah, oh, man, God. where's my where's my sentient fish? So um, <laughs> anyway, all right. So that yeah, so. That in that part of the, the the Thursday comic book chat, and now we're going to transition into X Men Resurrection. I wrote an article on the website, and I called it the uh, the X Men Okie Doke, um, as <laughs> Marvel uh, in a in a sense in my world, Marvel played us about this relaunch of the X Men comic books. Uh, again, the rumor was that after X Men versus Inhumans, the X Men were going to go away. They were going to pull a Fantastic Four on them and then they were going to disappear, just like the Fantastic Four did, just to be spread out into different books, as Marvel wasn't going to bump for the mutants um, because they don't own the cinematic characters. You know, Again, there's precedent for that because of the Fantastic Four. Like, I get it. But Marvel tried to assure us, like, no, that's not the case. The books are going to be coming out. And then they put out this thing that was like, oh, it's going to be X-Men Resurrection. And they said that, you know, there's going to be two new X titles, Cable getting a book, uh, Iceman's getting a book, Jean Grey or whatever. And people were like, oh, okay, they're not canceling. And then they doubled down, maybe because they didn't think people were going to be all that excited about it. And then they doubled down and were like, all right, it's going to be the new two, new two X-Men books are going to be X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue. Now, I think we talked about this on either the Thursday comic book chat or on the Brothers Comics podcast. It was like... Oh shit! I mean, it was yeah. what? What are they gonna? What they doing? X Men Gold and Blue again? Oh snap! Now yeah. again, if you're under a certain age group, you don't understand that X Men Blue and X Men Gold when they split the teams in the early '90s was this huge 90s, deal. Yeah. That yeah, right. they had A-list creators. Well, A and that and A-list creators on the books. I mean, th- this was a, a good time. I mean, and if you right. collect time, Lee was drawing reason yeah. of time. Yeah, you right. for sure have. That X that uh, that new X Men number one. I mean, you have it. You have to oh, have yeah. it. It's probably a it's probably a fifth print. But yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. You probably have it. So yeah, that was like the, this was a huge deal. Go ahead, sorry, Sammy. No, no, no. I was just saying they were um, that was, it was such a gigantic thing back in the nineties. I mean, they were uh, going up against Magneto again, just like pretty much the original X Men uh, and Kenny X Men number one. I mean, it's almost like they rebooted the entire series again. And started off to them. The stories were good. Uh, the artwork was good. Um, you know, they like you said, they broke it up to two teams. Now you had, I don't know how many X Men, what like fifteen X Men, something like that, mm-hmm. two different teams or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a big deal. And then the crash happened. <laughs> but, well, not too long after that, but yeah, uh, that was a huge thing at the time. Yeah. And so, I mean, do you? I mean, I wasn't collecting at the time, and I, I don't know if you were. I was collecting then, brother yeah. Beavis. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh, okay, that was huge. Uh, I mean, yeah, that was that was huge. I mean, the, the Jim. I mean, the Jim Lee stuff had just come in just prior to that, 
and he was phenomenal. And, and the fact yeah. that they still had him paired with a writer, you know, they mm-hmm. weren't letting him just put right. out books and just put right. random dialogue on the page. And that stuff was great. And and the Wilkes Potassio stuff. I mean, Wilkes like, Potassio was great too. I mean, I, I mean, he took. There was great stuff going on right then. Yeah. A list yeah. creators, writers, artists. It's like wow, this is it. And so when they said that they're going to do X Men Blue and X Men Gold era, I'm like, oh shit, you know, let's kick it back. And you know, I didn't think for a second that they were going to get Jim Lee to come back to do the book or Will Potassio or whatever. I was like. But I'm sure they're going to find some A-list creators to restart this book since this is such an important thing for them. And so it comes out the other day, and it's shit. (laughs) 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 I mean, for lack of a better term, it's just shit. It's shit. It's shit. The teams are shit. Okay? The teams of X-Men are shit. Yeah. And then yeah. they doubled down by making the creative teams shit as well. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just shit. I was so disappointed when I saw it. It took me a couple of minutes to think that maybe it was from The Onion. Because, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I think somebody's, yeah. like, punking me that, like, okay, well, all right. So, X Men Gold is the traditional classic new X-Men team, like the, the you know, the giant-sized X-Men team minus Cyclops, obviously. So it's right. Nightcrawler, Colossus, Storm, um, but instead of Wolverine, you got Old Man Logan, and then you have Kitty <laughs> <Yeah>. Pryde. <laughs> then you have Kitty Pryde, and then you have Rachel Gray, who is was the Phoenix, but... Not the prestige. Phoenix, but she has the Phoenix, and she's yeah, she's prestige now, and but she's sort of you know yeah. Where, where's Christian Bale, bitch? All right, um, so, <laughs> uh, so so it's not Sorry. necessarily new X Men, but it's like the Sylvester team. Yeah, yeah. There's that. So, but you know, where, where's the excitement there? It, the, I think Mark Guggenheim is writing it, and I think he. He also writes Arrow, so that ought to tell you the freaking drama that's going to come with this book. And then the artist I'd never heard of before. So looking at the cover art, it's not like it's bad or anything, but again, it ain't Jim Lee. But I wasn't expecting Jim Lee. But I wasn't expecting, you know, some random dude either, since this is such an important relaunch. And so you read the article that it came out, I think it was in uh, Comic Book Resource or whatever, and you're talking to the people, and they're like, oh, yeah, Kitty's going to be leading this team. So the Storm was the leader of the X-Men before, but she's like, you know what? Nah, Kitty can have it. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm just going to give the leadership to Kitty. I'm like, wait, what? Again, it's just strange. It's just strange. It's just strange. And I got in some argument with some dude on Twitter. He was like, oh, well, you don't know what's going to happen in X-Men versus in the humans. You know, Kitty's not tasted. I'm like, she hasn't been with the team in years. She's in Guardians of the Galaxy now. Yeah, she's been tracing with the Guardians. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. Which is a little strange, too, but... Right. And she married uh, Star-Lord as well. I don't want to say that. uh, I really don't know. So, but I'm just saying, like, okay. Okay. So, and again, we're clear that we're not Kitty Pryde fans. 
And she, I mean, she was like a, a teacher at the school or whatever and led a version of the X-Men, but not a, not a good version. So, like, what, what? Like, this is your team? This is your relaunch for Team Gold. Like, this is it. Like, yay! How do you do? When I said that to you, Brother Beavis, what were you thinking when you saw it? Yeah, I hadn't seen it before then. And, no, you know, it's, it's one thing to get, uh, like, nostalgia over gold and blue, but then to go, like, completely freaking retro, you know. <laughs> completely uh, retro. I mean, I, yeah. I guess I, I really wonder, like, for anyone who, is, who has actually read books continuously from what we're reading right now, what we're podcasting on now to, to like, now, like, do you feel betrayed that, like, hey, I read all that bullshit about gold balls and all this other stuff, <laughs> the cuckoos, and you just went old school and put, like, basically the same teams in place? That's, you know... I, yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's one thing to go retro with like the branding of the titles, but then to go retro with the branding of the teams. Right. I mean, I guess yeah, it might be fine, but it doesn't seem like a good step in the direction. Yeah. If you invested a lot of time yeah. into gold balls, yeah, you're going to be really disappointed by this. Um, <laughs> really. So I was. I mean, I was. What did you think when you saw it, Sam? Man. I was, I I just shook my head. I mean, first of all, you just said the gold team and the, the blue, the blue team is the original X Men. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Including Cyclops now. We're getting there. Don't rush. Yeah, I'm not trying to We're rush, but it. yeah, I'm just trying to understand. Like, come on, man. And and I guess everybody's cool with that. By the way, that they're still in the past, in the pre- the present. Let me say it right. I'm getting confused. And yeah. And they, yeah. uh, take it from me. Like, time travel is is hard, but you know, oh, it's always <laughs> it's always hard. Thanks, you know OGP. I, I had an open mind for the longest time, and I was like, well, you know, this it's, it's interesting concept. You know, bringing uh, characters from the past, and uh, what would they do in the in the if they saw themselves in the future, and you know, and what or the present, and and that now they're now they're going to launch an entire. Series with the original X Men from the past, and I guess they're going to be still meeting their present selves. And sh- man, oh, this, this is crazy. Well, Cyclops <laughs> won't think about this. Well, but, not Cyclops. Yeah, obviously, because uh, current like, events. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, this other team they had a book like when they brought them back or whatever. And I, yep. I read those books. I think I might have sent those to you, brother. You read yeah, them? We you did. Read, or, yeah. Okay. Those books are great. The art all is new, great. All different, the story, yeah. yeah, the story is good. The art is great. Like those, uh, but we've already done that. Like I don't understand why. And now they're doing. You more. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand why we have to. Like why they got a book? Like where are the mutants that people care about that we would want to see? Like I'm not saying that people don't care about Storm and Colossus or whatever, but I guess you maybe had to put them in. Where's Gambit? Where's Rogue? Where is Gambit? Not that I'm a yeah. Gambit fan, but, no, but I mean, I'm saying, where's yeah. Gambit and Rogue? Where are like two of the most popular X Men from that era? In the nineties, yeah. Nowhere yeah. to be found. Nowhere to be yeah. found. I mean, it's are just, they still? Yeah. I, I'm, go ahead. I'm. I'm kind of. But you know what I'm saying? Ahead. Like, it doesn't make any sense that you bring back another book of a team that you, they already had a book and. Like, I don't think anybody yeah. really cared about. Like, was anybody really asking to see Angel and Beast in their teenage form? 
Like, nobody cares about Beast and Angel in their adult forms, man. Yeah, barely. <laughs> even with, even when he's Archangel, he's not very interesting. So yeah, I don't, just, I don't know. But uh, it, I, it, I don't know. It, I'm gonna throw this out there. It seemed like an okie doke. Like they were like, we got to get you hype, and they were gonna give you shit. But it seemed like an okie doke, as the okie doke being like, yeah, we didn't cancel it, but we still gonna kind of give you shit. You know what I mean? Like we're not gonna mm-hmm. give you like really what you want. We're gonna give you like a version of what you want, just a tip. And like that's all you get. Like you're not getting everything because we still aren't really fully behind this. And at any point in time, we could decide. You know what? This ain't working, so we could cancel it. Does that sound about right, brother? As a theory. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not sure. I mean, I just look at it like, so they they're talking about eleven characters here, and seven of them are are, are alternate versions of different characters from different timelines. Right. Seven out of eleven. Yeah, I mean that. Right. Yeah. That should tell you you've had problems with writing along the way, and right. the fact that you're piling on and, and carrying that forward. I mean, I I think. X-Men Gold, whatever, I could, that would be fine, you know, Old Man Logan, whatever, Kitty Pryde, whatever, but then it does feel like a throwaway that the other book is essentially a reboot of the new X-Men or whatever they were called when they came forward. Right. Well, they go different, yeah. 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 I can't get behind this. I really can't. I was kind of like, well, oh, all right. You were all hooked. You had, yeah, you were happy. There was some Death of X nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, I got yeah, that's another conversation. I I was like I was hype. I was like, this is gonna work out, you know, X Men Blue, X Men Gold, the X Men books, I don't know. I mean I mean y'all I mean y'all are readers and off and on, probably intermittent as I am as well. It's like the X Men books are not good right now. They're not. They are a hot mess. And it's not just because of the inhumans. It is because the books are just bad. You know, they don't really know what they want to do. They just came out of this apocalypse wars, but that was only because there was an apocalypse movie that they were trying to tie together. They forced mm. that into there. The art, the um, the the art teams or whatever has been switching back and forth. It's not good, and I don't understand. Well, actually, I do because I know what the edict is: is that like, hey, don't be doing anything good over there because we don't own it. Um. That's that's and, what it is. I think yeah, these titles are just suffering because of the uh, mandate that's come down that they can't use any new characters because obviously Fox gets those rights, but any new characters, right. so they're just going to play in the uh, the small sandbox that they have, the characters they have, nothing new, you know. I, I obviously nothing very good because they don't want Fox to use the uh, stories for them. So it's this mediocre right. universe they have right now. That that's not, not going to satisfy anybody. So I don't. No, I really don't know what the hell they think they're going to be able to do with this. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm a big no on this. Like I thought I was going to be. I was like, you know, I can get. You know, since they were condensing it into, you know, what was it, seven X books. I'm like, you know what, mm-hmm. I can get down on that. You know, I'm going to probably go for two books. You know, just the two, the blue and the gold. And I was like, you know what, they'll bring Gambit and Rogue back. You know, maybe throw in some. You know the new old Cyclops and, right. you know, some stone, you know, like kind of put a, I, I, I really, in my mind, I think I had had it like, they're going to probably bring like the classic, you know, uh, giant size X-Men team back together just for the sake of like, look, this is, you know, this, you can trust this moving forward. And then the other book, I, you know, I don't really know, but I thought they'd just right. bring them back. And they kind of did, rather, I guess. I'd rather sort of. see like the giant size X-Men team plus 
uh, original Cyclops. Yeah. Like old school Cyclops. I mean, because that would like flip mm-hmm. the script of like, you were the you were the only one with experience when we come on the team, and now you're the newbie. I mean, there right. there's an interesting take there, and that could have been interesting. But just rehash both teams, particularly when X Men Blue is just a rehash of something they already did. They already oh, did oh, it. But what they didn't say was because Magneto is their leader now. Yeah, exactly. But again, we're old school leaders. Go back to um, Uncanny X-Men 200. He's already led the X-Men. On numerous occasions of that. Yeah, after the trial of Magneto, he's the leader. I mean, before the trial of Magneto, he's the leader of the X-Men. Like, I mean... (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I mean... They they did a real reboot of the Uncanny X-Men... Title and Magneto basically was the leader of. We might have talked about this before on another podcast briefly. Um, Magneto was the leader of uh, basically all the scary X Men: um, Sabretooth, Psylocke, um, mm-hmm. M, and um, somebody I'm forgetting. But uh, it's actually not a bad book, and you know, in that uh, those parameters, that could work with Magneto as a you know a leader of you know a, a, almost like the X Force idea. Um, mm. They're like the assassin X-Men, you know, they deal with the dirty stuff that the clean X-Men don't really want to deal with. Yeah, but the problem is they, they made Cyclops worse than Magneto. Right. Exactly. And they made made it so that he was on a team where Magneto's role was to say, damn Cyclops. (laughs) (laughs) Damn Daniel. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think yeah. they finally figured out that nobody was cool with that because <laughs> they just betrayed the character. Well, are, so are we there yet? Are we going to cover the end of that story? Because you that, know what? That, I haven't. Did you read it? Because I didn't. It's sitting in my pool. I only I, read I mean, the I, story about it, but I know how it ends. Well, you can go ahead and spoil that here. I, I mean, so I what the the end of the story is? So we we all read the first part of Death of X. Mm-hmm. And Cyclops gets exposed to the inhuman virus and comes out coughing or whatever. Well, the end of the story, and I don't know what happens in it, but um, you know, whatever. But um, I guess the X Men win, and Black Bolt is pissed, so he destroys Cyclops with his voice. But it turns out Cyclops actually died in the very beginning, and he didn't want his his legacy, his dream, to end that way. So the whole Death of X story is the White Queen projects, does a psychic projection of Cyclops for the whole story and plays it out until they get what they want, and then the psychic projection is what is destroyed by Black Bolt. So Cyclops mm-hmm. died at the beginning, uh, oh, wow. and, and they're like, so he, so the, basically, like they wrote him as he, you know, mutants and humans and Inhumans all hated him by the end. You know, by the end of his arc. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, they just turned into a death spot, man. Good God. And so uh, again, like, like you, they wrote they so they wrote him like they wrote themselves completely into a corner, mm-hmm. and all they could do was kill him off. And that's you know that's the thing is like you've got again with this seven out of eleven people are like shaky timeline stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have characters with futures is, you know, kind mm-hmm. of the way I would look at it. Uh, so, right. you know, it's. Right. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> I 
That's yeah, a dusty that's... finish too, by the way. Um, oh yeah. We pull another uh, wrestling reference. Um, that's a complete dusty finish, and at this point, nobody cared enough about Cyclops that it would have given a shit anyway. You could have right. killed I mean, like again. You could have killed him on the front end. They wrote themselves in the corner. I mean, you can't. Uh, what do you mm-hmm. What do you do? You have this, you know, you you he's already betrayed Xavier's dream. What is it he right. believes in? He, he killed teamed him. up with the guy he's fought forever. He's mm-hmm. you know ditched his wife and like immediately hooked up afterwards. I mean, what what is left? <laughs> he's just completely reprehensible. Yeah, yeah. There's no redeeming Tykoff. Uh, no, I agree. There was no redeeming him. But yeah, did you know? That's what I'm saying. You could have killed him on the front end and not have gone through that whole issue, you know, that whole whatever. Because then you don't even give him a respectable death either. He doesn't even right. die with honor. Right. You know they, they just like, you know, that's not even a deathbed confession. You know, uh, 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 I did that shit. Uh, uh. <laughs> There's not even yeah, that. Yeah, they You know? That's bad, man. Yeah, I mean, I think, that, yeah, they know they messed up because they gave him a, a, a trashy death, too. I mean, they just didn't care about him at all, so... And now it looks like they're just trying to just start over with the young Cyclops because he's the uncorrupted one, I guess. Right? Yeah, but yeah. young Cyclops, I, no. but he's a bitch, right? Because he, a little bit. You know, he doesn't even get to lead his new team. Right. Yeah. A little yeah, bit. Gene Gray, Gray is the leader now, right? Yeah. yeah and oh, Gene Gray God, gets a solo man. book as well, as well as you know Iceman. And, and, they already and, and again, it's again, Phoenix related stuff, yeah. So. Right, and that's what I'm saying. There's the okie doke again. All right, we're gonna scrap whatever X books we got. We're gonna give you X Men Blue and X Men Gold, but shitty versions of those. We're gonna give you Cable, who sucks. Period, point uh, blank. There's no point of even uh-huh. discussing Cable. We're gonna give you Jean Grey. He's never had a book before. It's but it's not the Jean Grey that you know about. It's this young Jean Grey who may have some Phoenix uh-huh. powers, but we're not really sure. But yeah, and then it's only a matter of time until they. Yeah. They go back to the well. Yeah. That, that's the thing Ugh. is like it's only a matter oh, of time until they go back to the well on all these new versions of old characters. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's only they, a matter of time till Beast turns blue. Yeah. Till right. he yeah. becomes Phoenix. Right. And I right. guess yeah. Cyclops kills Professor. Is Professor X still dead? Yeah, he's still dead. Yeah. 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 And it's paint by It is. It's paint by numbers. And you're really just kind of doing whatever you can before you get to that point. Because, like, I wonder if I can get people to care about all this stuff before I turn in blue. You know what I mean? (laughs) Before I turn in blue. Or before we give her the Phoenix effect. Or before we take the Phoenix effect away. Or before we have to kill her. Like, you know, I mean, there's really nothing there. They ain't discovering no new ground and land over there. That's for sure. And... Mm -hmm. You know, the end point is always the end point. It's like Star Wars. Like, you know Anakin is going to become Vader at some point in time. Like, I know Jean Grey is going to become Phoenix at some point in time. I don't care how you get me there, but I know it's going to happen. So, like, why yeah. am I investing in this, like, at a point? Like, why, you know, time, money, effort, why am I putting any of those three things into this book? And like I said, I saw I saw those books. I was like, I knew I was no on Cable. I knew I was no on Jean Grey. Knew I was no on Iceman because I just think you know the characters all suck. But I was down for Blue and Gold. But that shit ain't happening. Hell no. Ugh. Nope. Mm, I ain't mm, doing mm. it. So I said I really do think Fox is, is this is a, or Marvel's just throwing an okie doke at Fox. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do some stuff. Nope. 
<laughs> yeah, some hands. All stuff. about them. Jerk you off. All about them rights. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. That's all you're getting, and there's nothing more for you. So mm-hmm. they're just gonna tread water. They're just gonna or barely tread water, as it said. So yeah. yeah. So good luck with that shit. <laughs> and the worst part is, we got to wait like two years for New Mutants movie to fail or not <laughs> fail, or Deadpool two to fail or not fail. Or whatever mm-hmm. relaunch of X to fail or not fail. That's going to fail. It's good to know. Yeah, I agree. But it's just what I'm saying. You're going to have to wait. So we're going to get somebody, some young, impressionable person with some disposable income is going to spend a bunch of money on two books over two years, 48 issues, and a couple of annuals. So 50 issues of a book <laughs> that is absolute garbage. That means nothing. And then, like, whatever happens, Marvel's like, yeah, you know, all that stuff, reset, hit the reset button again. And, oh, yeah, you know, this, is a, this is a re- reboot it, waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah, this is a complete reboot waiting to happen. So, ugh, all right, that's it. Thank you for, uh, <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. That's just, yeah, uh, I'm going to save, um, I'm going to save going in on about, uh, Gay Ice Man for uh, the other oh, podcast. Yeah, right. I'm gonna save it. That, that's a whole podcast note. So, but um, not just gay him, like just you know Marvel making their. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll preview it. Marvel saying like, you know what? All right, Ice Man's gay. Fine, that's fine. I don't really care about Ice Man being gay. It doesn't matter to me. I don't like the character. It wouldn't matter if he's gay, straight or whatever. Okay, that's fine. But when you <laughs> relaunch the book, you make sure that. It has a like a white gay male writer, which makes sense to me. You know, if Iceman mm-hmm. is gay, it makes sense that the person writing the book would be gay. Like it makes sense. He's gonna have an authentic uh take on the character. Like I get that, like makes perfect sense to me. Like right. um Amer- uh, America Chavez, her book is coming out like in the spring or whatever. You know, is gay uh Hispanic female. So they hire, I think his name is Gabby Rivera or whatever, to write the book. Gay, Hispanic, female. Makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. she's going to have a unique take on this. Makes perfect sense. Storm got a solo book last year. It was written by a male Korean. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a, there's a stretch. Yeah, yeah you know. What's the correlation uh, there? Yeah. Well, Riri Williams, Ironheart, written by Brian Michael Bendis. British mm-hmm. white dude. Is what? he British? What's going on? Yeah. yeah, he's British. I'm like, what's going and on? drawn by. Yeah, exactly. So, I was like, mm, what, what are we doing here, Marvel? <laughs> uh, Sam Wilson, yeah. Captain America. Written by <laughs> white guy. Yep. Just, yeah, just, like, what, what are we doing here? Like, you know, what are we doing here? Uh, so I'm gonna say it for the I'm gonna say it for the regular podcast. So that that's that. I just that kind of came up the other day, you know, and I wrote something about it. But yeah, whatever. All right. So again, thank you for listening to the Thursday Night Comic Book Chat for our Brothers Comics. Um, as we start to wrap this one up, we already previewed that we'll be jumping deeper into the Paul Smith era here in Uncanny X Men, taking you through the uh, uh, through Rogue joining the team, and probably a little bit through the. Uh, Wolverine got some cuckold kind of relationship luck too, by the way. Um, 
just a little bit. He's got some, uh, and we'll go through Punk Rock Storm here through, which is uh, again one of my favorite stories uh, of all time for Storm, and and just an, a great X Men story. So we'll catch that uh, coming up for Brothers Comics business. Uh, we have uh, Paradise City Comic Con. Uh, next weekend, the 8th, 9th, and 10th, um, the producer's doing a panel on uh, why representation matters, matters on Saturday at 1130 uh, in room, I don't know, 3-whatever. Just look for the Brothers Comic stuff. You can find me in there from 1130 to 1230, so you can check that out. Um, I think that, Oh, and then this Sunday, I don't, I don't know if you saw this, Brother Beavis. I put it on the Facebook page. I don't know if you found about it through other means or whatever. On Sunday at 7 o'clock, we are live tweeting the Star Wars Holiday Special. Hashtag Life Day. Um, and, oh, uh, yeah, I've been preview watching it. I'm almost done with it, actually. Oh, it's so awful. Um, oh, God. It's so I saw awful. Just a thumbnail. I saw a thumbnail of it on YouTube, and I just cringed because it's got, like, Chewbacca's it's, it's, son or something i don't know yeah family son whatever yeah and oh my god i i could not even bear to make myself watch even a minute of it i just can't do it yeah, <laughs> i just can't do it it's really it will bad. shake your faith in star wars it really will it's really bad brother Beavis, did you see it at a point in time or maybe as a youth i feel like i might have seen it as a youth and it didn't register like yeah <laughs> Well, that's good because it would just would harm you. I mean, you know me. It wouldn't have helped. Stuff on live broadcast is dicey. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, (laughs) it's rewinding. But um, (laughs) on earth. (laughs) But I'm just yeah, it's it's bad, and we're you know we're purposely watching it because it's bad. Uh, so yeah, just check that live tweet out again. It's hashtag live J. Did you guys do um, podcast fifty or no? We did podcast fifty. Yes. Yeah, we did yeah. it uh, on a slide rule there. And then we'd actually get 51 <laughs> over the weekend, but you'll be a part of 52. See, see I see yeah. how it is. Yeah. We excluded you, <laughs> yes, because you were white. So, um, see how it is. Yeah. See, I was going to set aside some special beverages and everything, so I didn't have to oh, run out of sparkling man. water. But you yeah. well, a lot of well, umbrellas umbrella for the drinks and everything, didn't you? Yep. Well, as as you are a non-listener to what you record, as Big Hotch is as well, um, <laughs> if you would listen to that podcast, you will notice that you and, and Sandman got a lengthy shout-out uh, probably uh, in the first five to ten minutes of that podcast about y'all's yes. ability to fill in and uh, and we can play <laughs> this out on the air or not. But we really kind of want to bring y'all on on a almost a permanent basis or whatever y'all is necessary because it just helps, uh, it helps everything out. So uh, yeah, we could talk about it all there. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, I know. My feelings yeah. are hurt, right? <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted. I don't, I don't know how old man Beavis is going to deal with this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. original brother Beavis is dealing with dealing with this right now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> what? I think we can. Well, I think Hutch will send you a case of uh, cucumber water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cucumber mint. Make up for it. Yeah, exactly. No, so, uh, that's funny. But yeah, so we have, <laughs> so we have the live tweet Sunday for uh, the Star Wars holiday special at seven o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the uh, Paradise City Comic Con 
next weekend, eight, nine, and no, nine, ten, and eleven uh, in Fort Lauderdale, and I think those are all the upcoming events. And then we should have, you know, what we may just go roll in from uh, the live tweet straight into the Brothers Comics podcast, or we'll do the Brothers Comics podcast before the live tweet at six at seven. So just be on the lookout for the emails about when we're going to try to get that in. Um, but yeah, so we'll. Uh, We'll, we'll, we got a lot of content coming out for you. Also, if you are a fan of the Who Day Over 40 podcast, which uh, Sandman is a part of, um, we have made the declaration that we will not make any more podcasts until they win. So um, <laughs> You might be waiting a while, y'all. <laughs> you may be waiting a while until the draft podcast comes up. So uh, just hold your breath yep. if, you're, if you're a fan of it. <laughs> well, all right, so that's that. You can find this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Uh, leave a review, uh, like us, subscribe. All of those things help us out. I'm working on a uh, a, um, a uh, advertising thing deal here. I was working on it today before we got started tonight. Hopefully that, that comes through or somebody to sponsor the podcast. It's not uh, that wine that this female perspective drinks. Uh, it, they should do. <laughs> it comes up a lot on this podcast, but yeah, so working on that, and uh, so yeah, subscribe, share it with a friend, uh, tell them about it. Um, that'll help out. Uh, you can find me, the producer, on uh, Twitter at at the producer at Brothers Comics. You can find Sandman at Sandman Four Fifteen. You can get to Brother Beavis through the Hutch the Hutch uh, Brothers Hutchinson on Facebook if you really really need to get to it. Um, and we can get you that way. All right. Oh, yeah. If you really, really, really needed to. All right. Really need so, to. If you really need to. All right. So I'm the producer <laughs> of this podcast. I am signing off. Uh, Brother Beavis, go ahead and All sign right. off. OG oh, Brother Beavis. Original Brother Beavis out. The original Brother Beavis is out. And then Mr. Sandman, go ahead and take us out. And from the plain old, plain old current Sandman, I say we see y'all next week. Nothing's playing about you, sir. All right. We'll see you on the other side, people. Peace out. Peace. Peace.